What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Two Brothers and Their Sports podcast. Today, we have a ton of great segments coming up. First, we're going to talk about Serena Williams and her amazing performance so far in the U.S. Open. Then, we're going to be talking about the blockbuster trade that the Jazz just had, sending Donovan Mitchell to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then finally, we're going to be talking about Jimmy Garoppolo staying with the 49ers and the implications for Trey Lance, who looks like he's been very great in training camp and preseason. All right, so let's start with Serena Williams. Currently, an update right now in the U.S. Open, she's actually has advanced to the third round already. As of, as of when we are recording this, she's playing tonight, actually. But we see how much of an impact she's made. And before we talk about her retirement, just her impact in tennis. She's obviously the GOAT in, I think, GOAT in all of tennis, men's and women's. She's won 22 or 23 singles Grand Slam titles. She's won 14 doubles Grand Slam titles with her sister Venus Williams, the greatest, I think, the greatest sports uh, siblings um, ever, obviously, to play the same sport easily. I think the GOAT sibling pair, she's Serena Williams as a GOAT tennis player, and it, we see the impact she's making with all these people like Zendaya and um, who else was there? Tiger Woods, LeBron James tweeted about this. You see so many, so many famous figures talking about the impact that um, she's made, and this is obviously might be her final round. There was a little bit of uncertainty, and we talked about this when she announced she was going to retire. So this is a big move for Serena Williams, and it's going to be a huge shock when one of the she's been ranked number one in the world the most times out of anyone ever i'm pretty sure and it's going to be a big move having one of the best tennis players in the world have leaving the, the sport that they love it's sort of like tom brady when for those 40 days when we thought he was gone so it's a goat leaving it's a i think it's going to be a very sad um i think it's going to be very sad when she leaves but hopefully she goes out on a high note she's currently like i said in the third round of the u.s open so hopefully she gets far in that yeah, so we talked about this a couple weeks ago under the thoughts that Serena Williams had nothing left in the tank. She was going to quickly finish off her career, and that would be it for her tennis playing career. Well, all of a sudden, the U.S. Open happened, and she's been amazing in her first two games. She's obviously advancing, like you said, to the third round tonight, which is going to be an amazing game to watch because of just... The amount of implications this game has. I mean, she played the number two player in the entire world and ended up winning. And she's won a U.S. Open match in her teens, in her 20s, her 30s, and now 40s. I'll just repeat that one more time. She's won a U.S. Open match in her teens, her 20s, her 30s, and her 40s. That is just longevity taking it to another level. I mean, that is just a crazy stat. And she has a pretty good chance of winning it all. Now, I'm not making any predictions, knocking on wood for her, that we're cheering for her. But, you know, it's just amazing how well she's been playing the past two matches. And I think there's just a fuel that fires her. She doesn't want to go out on a bad note. And that's just the Serena Williams that we've always known. Someone who's a competitor and someone who's not going to end in a way that's not perfect for her. So I'm, I'm astonished that she's doing this well in a good way. And I'm very, very excited for tonight's match with her in the third round. And I just cannot wait. Yeah, and I think you talked you talked about this, and I wanted to touch on that too. She's won a, You talked about how she's won a Grand Slam match in every single decade of her life before. She, I mean, after she was ten years old. So that just shows how 
great and how dominant she's been in her career. And that's exactly the reason why I talked about how dominant she was, the GOAT tennis player, and now she's leaving. This is why it's making such a big impact because someone that's played at such a high level for so long, you're not used to seeing them. You're used to seeing them. You're not, you're, you you always see them in tournaments. And stuff. Now she's not going to be there. And this is potentially the last run. There's a lot of uncertainty between the National Bank Open when she retired it. I mean, she announced that she would retire. She didn't say when um, after her loss. And then now she's in the U.S. Open. So many people think this will be her last Open. We don't really know. But that's exactly why this is such a big impact. And it's been really great to see her advance already to round three. That's been awesome. Yeah. So let's move on to the blockbuster trade that just went down earlier today between the Jazz and the Cavaliers. So the Spider Donovan Mitchell was traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Colin Sexton, who I think is very, very underrated. He was amazing two years, three years ago, and all of a sudden he's been forgotten in the wake of Darius Garland. I think that the Jazz see that in him. And then they also got another key piece, Laurie Markkinen, with a couple other guys and then ended up with between the Rudy Gobert trade as well as between the Donovan Mitchell trade, 13 protected or unprotected picks. So let's dive into this. Number one, I'll grade this trade and we'll grade it for both teams. I'm going to start with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You've got a big three going on now. You have Darius Garland, you have Evan Mobley, one of the best draft players in recent memory, and then you have someone great in obviously Donovan Mitchell. Now, he has had a couple off years, but the potential is obviously still there. He's just going to be entering his prime, and he's going to be okay this year and amazing next year. So for the future, this looks like he's only 25 years old. For the future, this looks like a great move for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now you look at, so I'm giving this an A plus for them. I mean, this makes them a real player, especially if Evan Mobley can transcend his game a couple more steps and Darius Garland stays the same great guy that he was already this past season. Moving to the Jazz, I'm also going to give this trade not an A plus, but an A minus. You're not going to be able to keep Donovan Mitchell after leaving, after Rudy Gobert being shipped off. And even if you do, what's the point? You may make the playoffs and lose in the first round. If you don't make the playoffs, you're going to be a very, you're going to, you're barely going to have a lottery pick. At this point, you're just in the rebuilding stages. If they do try to get another player, maybe a veteran, a good three-point shooter, perimeter defender with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, that could have made them a real contender. Instead, they've shipped off Rudy Gobert. They've shipped off Donovan Mitchell. And at this point, they're just trying to get as many picks and as many young players as they can to rebuild. Colin Sexton is going to be really good for the Jazz. He's going to be great in the game, in, in their games, and he's going to become one of the face of the franchises. Laurie Markkinen is also going to be a good center. I think he might be traded in a couple of years, but I know that Colin Sexton is one of the most underrated players in the NBA, and he is going to be great. And if they didn't get him and they got another player, that wasn't obviously Darius Garland or uh, Evan Mobley, or even if it was a bunch of more picks, Colin Sexton is the guy you want. You're not going to get Darius Garland, but everyone seemed to have forgotten about Colin Sexton being there, and he is a great player. So I think that this is also an A- minus for the Jazz, and it worked out for both sides. The Jazz weren't going to keep him. The Cavs needed another guy, and it just worked out for both sides. All right, so I, if I had to grade the Donovan Mitchell trade, I would definitely grade it for the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. 
an A or an A plus because they get a superstar in Donovan Mitchell, who I think his value is a little bit, he's being undervalued, especially for this trade, which I'll talk about later, but especially because of his injuries in the past. I still think he's being undervalued and especially in the past years with injuries and on a Utah Jazz team that just hasn't been great, especially between him and Rudy Gobert. So I would say for the Cleveland Cavaliers, they only gave up, not only, but they gave up Colin Sexton, Laurie Markin, and a couple first round picks, which in the NBA is not, it's very, it's a lot harder. They're not worth as much as other sports leagues. So I, I would say an A for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they get a guy, I think of this big three, him, Darius Garland, and Jared Allen. I'm surprised that the Utah Jazz didn't even get like Darius Garland because it's not, not even I mean, Jared sorry, Allen. It's not Darius I mean, Garland. You Jared Allen. Oh, Evan Mobley. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Which is why that's also what I was going to say. I'm surprised that the Jazz didn't get Jared Allen back because think about it. They lost Rudy Gobert in a huge trade, which they ultimately won. But then they also lost to Andre Mitchell, but they need a big man. And Jared Allen is a very good defensive big man. He can get you rebounds. He can score consistently 10 or 12 points a game. And he's just a he cleans the glass. And I'm surprised they didn't get him at a position they need. And well, then, I mean, they did get a big man. They ended up uh, getting um, Laurie Markkinen, yeah. But I, I think he's more of a more of a shooter than a big man. I know he, he has plays. a big man stature, yeah. but he plays like a guard. He does, but he plays as a big man, and he's a pretty good yeah. one. He's made especially a couple as especially when he was on the Chicago Bulls, he played very much like guard. I believe um, he made an All Star team, right? I think maybe one time, yes. He's in Jason Tatum's draft class. I think he's 25 or 26, maybe 27. So he's not that old, but he's just been haunted by injuries. So I would grade it an A for the Utah Jazz or an A+. Now moving to, I mean, sorry, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now moving to the Utah Jazz. This is tough because I talked about how first-round picks aren't really equivalent and they're not worth as much. They're still good, but they're not worth as much as other sports leagues. And as what if you're an NFL fan, as much as people assign NFL values. So I would say for the Utah Jazz, they get Colin Sexton, who they just signed to a 78 or $72 million deal um, to stay long term. Colin Sexton said he wants to stay long term. The Jazz said they're going to keep him long term. They also got Lori Markkinen. They got Ochag Jabi, which is, that's good. He's a national champion at Kansas. He knows how to win. And he is, he plays like a big man. So again, he's not a big man. He's a guard, but he can play in the paint and he can drive. So, but he, again, he hasn't developed. We saw in the Rudy Gobert trade, they, they just added Walker Kessler in that trade. But again, he's a big man. He's a, he's a big guy. But again, rookies, it's very hard to predict their potential, especially in the NBA. So I think for the Utah Jazz, I'm going to grade it a B or a B plus. And the reason I say that is because they didn't get Jared Allen. They didn't. The Knicks were rumored to be very interested. And there were there were deals. It said in June that Donovan Mitchell was going to be traded for, I think it was RJ Barrett and a couple other uh, starters or at least six men. And then just for Donovan and, and multiple first round picks for Donovan Mitchell. And they had a deadline set for earlier this week. It didn't get passed. Then they said it was still going and talks were progressing. So I'm surprised that the Jazz didn't get a better haul or even, I mean, that's a better offer from the Knicks right there. I guess maybe they're trying to stack up on picks, but I think it's very crazy how the Utah Jazz accepted this offer for a superstar, a guy that's being undervalued. And it seems like the franchise he's been playing for is undervaluing him as well. Well, I actually disagree because, like I've been saying, 
I feel like you're undervaluing with a ton of other people. I think you're undervaluing Colin Sexton. And I feel like the Jazz, as well as myself, are seeing the potential in him and what he can do. I'm no, telling yeah, you. Don't get this- me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Colin Sexton is a very, very good player. I loved him coming out of college. I love his play right now. I see a lot of John Wall in him. But I still think that he's not even half or even he's barely a quarter of what Donovan Mitchell is right now. Yeah, so I disagree. I think Colin Sexton will emerge and become one of the face of the franchises, one of the faces of the Jazz franchise in the upcoming years. He is going to be the next great Jazz player because he is just that guy. He's, he was he was pretty great two years ago, three years ago is when he had his All-Star year and he broke out. And then two years ago, he was great. Even last year, he was okay. He was overshadowed by Darius Garland, obviously, having a great All-Star year. But you look at him, Colin Sexton, he's undervalued. So you got him, but you also got Laurie Markkinen, who's also very undervalued due to his injuries. He was an all-star center, and he's a great player as well. He's a center that plays like guard, which is becoming more and more frequent and common in today's NBA. You look at Cat, you look at Jokic, you look at even Giannis. They, they all, a lot of those guys are playing more and more like guards instead of the old traditional post big men. And I think that Laurie Markkinen is going to be one of those new guys. I, do I think he's going to be one of the best centers in the NBA? Of course not. But will he be a solid player for a good team? I believe so. And will Colin Sexton, along with those 13 draft pick call that they got from the entire Gobert plus Donovan Mitchell trade, do I think that Colin Sexton, as well as someone from those 13 picks, will end up being the face of the franchises? Yes, I do. And I think that Colin Sexton has a chance to lead a championship back to Utah if the Jazz play their cards right with this rebuild and with, with these draft picks. If they can hit in one or two of these draft picks, then I believe that they could become one of the NBA's next great teams. They just have to hit. They have the veteran. Well, Colin Sexton isn't a veteran player, but you know what I mean compared to the rookies that will be coming in through those picks. So they have a little bit of vet- veteran presence. They have a solid team already plus the draft picks, they could be really, really good. They just need to play it correctly. And this Jazz team could be great, which is exactly why I graded an A- minus for the Jazz and an A-plus for the Cavaliers. Okay. Well, I, I disagree, but let's move on now to another big topic. Jimmy Garoppolo actually staying with the San Francisco 49ers. So we know, we all know he was rumored, to, or if you follow the NFL, or if you don't know, he would, Jimmy Garoppolo, who took, took his team to the Super Bowl, what was it? two or three years ago now against the Kansas City Chiefs and has been a good quarterback for the most part except for durability was on the trading blocker on the hot seat I guess I should say because they the 49ers invested traded three first round picks to trade up and get Trey Lance so Trey Lance they've already said is going to be the starter they've already made the offense around Trey Lance they've they've game planned I mean not game plan they've made the playbook for Trey Lance and basically made him the main guy. So Jimmy Garoppolo was, or he was going to be traded. And surprisingly, he, he ended up staying because I guess no teams wanted interest or they offered too low of- And also just his contract. What? Also just his contract. Yeah, that's true. He signed a couple years ago when, as soon as he got traded, he signed that 
at the time, it was the biggest contract for a quarterback in NFL history or for a player, but especially a quarterback at that time. So he has a huge contract. I think it's 30 or $36 million cap hit. And that's how much he's owed. So a team that trades for him would have to take that on. And then they'd have to take on the risk of him being injured and still have to trade something or someone to get him. So I think that the 49ers, I think for Jimmy G, this is definitely a win. He gets to back up, I mean, and teach a young guy and potentially a very good team. He also can tell Trey Lance how to work with Debo Samuel, the wide back, as we call him now because of his versatile position and what he really does. And then he can tell, he can help Trey Lance. I get he Trey Lance has a deep ball that Jimmy Garoppolo never had, but Jimmy Garoppolo I think is a little bit more accurate. So again, just tips along the way. But I'm surprised Jimmy. It's a win for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's uh I think it's a loss for the San Francisco 49ers. They didn't get anything or anyone back that they wanted, which is why they restructured his deal, kept Jimmy Garoppolo on, and Jimmy Garoppolo is making almost he has incentives to make up to 12 million dollars this year. So he's. He's in a good spot. The 49ers are not in a good spot. They tried to ship him off. They couldn't. So that's my take. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the best backup quarterback in the NFL right now. He should not be a backup, but he is. And that's surprising to me. So I think I graded a, a win for Jimmy Garoppolo, a loss for the 49ers. Okay. I think that this is Jimmy Garoppolo. He His contract, once he figured out that he wanted to stay and the 49ers figured out that they wanted to keep him together then he restructured his contract to a more team-friendly deal and now he's going to end up staying there so for jimmy garoppolo best case scenario you definitely want to escape to a team where you have the surefire starting job or at least easier guys to compete with some of those guys drew lock gino smith up in seattle i mean that's way easier than a three first round pick mistake Trey Lance the guy that's the, the guy that's expected to have the biggest breakout year this year in and in, in the NFL he's expected to live up to the second year hype because so many guys like like uh like Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert took that second year leap so yeah to your point Trey Lance has so many expectations and he he's supposed to be a breakout this year yeah so like I was saying I think that Trey Lance is he can you cannot your franchise cannot trade three first round picks for a guy and then end up benching him at least until some type of excuse comes along such as an injury as an injury or something like that so jimmy garoppolo wants in my opinion should definitely have been traded to a team like seattle or a, a team like the Steelers, obviously, they got picket, so that's out of question. But even before that, that, Jimmy Garoppolo was on the trade block, and the Steelers could have taken him. Just any teams like that, the Panthers until they got Baker, teams like that. But he was on the receiving end of not of any great offers to the 49ers. The Browns especially, not. too. What? What'd the you Browns say? especially, too. Browns, too. I mean, there's so many teams, but they all ended up choosing someone else. And then you end up with the 49ers, and I guess you've got to stay there. Now, he will compete, but he's going to need to be, like, 50% better than Trey Lance. Like, if Trey Lance is here, he can't just be here and win. Because of the amount of picks that it took to get Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to need to be here if he wants to start. And that's not really fair, but that's just going to be the way the 49ers are going to have it until 
something happens or if the 49ers just aren't doing well and they decide for a quarterback change. So could those things happen? Yes. Do I think they will happen? No, because Trey Lance is good. And even if Jimmy Garoppolo would be a little bit better, they want to develop Trey Lance. They want him to give give him a chance to flourish. And they just cannot afford for this move to be a mistake. So therefore, I don't think this is a great situation for Jimmy G. I mean, it's a little bit better for the 49ers that they were able to get his contract extension. We also want to get a little bit back. So maybe try shipping him off mid-season or next season based on injuries or just based on free agency and which team needs QBs. But I bet that if Jimmy G is on the trade block for this entire year up to the trade deadline and then after the Super Bowl until the next next year's opening kickoff, Jimmy G will not be with the 49ers. He will find somewhere else to be.